You're listening to the Garden City Church Podcast. We just want to say thanks so much for tuning in. And if you enjoy what you hear today, please subscribe, share, and review the podcast. If you want to support what Garden City is doing, you can go to GardenCityNW.com slash give or click on give in the show notes. Let's dive into this week's message together. I think you can agree as you uh, look out over our land, you see our country as one that's traumatized, that's reactive, it's got a um, sensitive trigger uh, brain. Uh, we are destabilized, and because of that, we are scared and fearful. And uh, even with all of our technology, we're isolated and cut off, and we're feeling the highest level of loneliness we've ever felt as a country. We're also tired and mistrusting, and a lot of us are feeling quite numb from it all. This moment, I think, is perfect for the church. It's an opportunity for the church to reset and repent, and it's a church for it to do its best ministry yet. And so I want to talk about how naming Jesus as the center, as the cause, as the focal point helps us to be all that the church and Christians were meant to be. Colossians chapter 2, verse 1 through 10. I want you to know how hard I am contending for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not met me personally. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may, they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments. For though I am absent from you in body, I am present with you in spirit, and delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world, rather than on Christ. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. I have been studying psychology for a lot of years. Uh, I recently um, defended successfully my dissertation. And uh, if my mom is here in the room, you can refer to me as Dr. Sung. Without her here, I don't care. Uh, but I, I want to introduce a topic. Uh, I mean, uh, I want to introduce something called the Dunning-Kruger effect. The Dunning-Kruger effect is a psychological bias. There's lots of them, psychological and cognitive biases. Uh, but the Dunning-Kruger effect specifically is the overestimating of one's own or the other's expertise beyond their areas of expertise. And so... Real easy example of this are movie stars who, because they're experts in acting or winning accolades or, uh, you know, getting attention or whatever uh, movie stars' expertise might be, uh, the, the arts and all of that, 
they also think that because of that subject matter expertise, they might also try their hand at being experts in politics and having opinions on lots of things. And it's not just a one-way street, the Dunning-Kruger effect. We do it to them too. Because they're experts in one area, we think that their opinions weigh, uh, should weigh more heavily on other subject matters too. And the way we sort of like live with it, it's normal for us to think that we are experts in other areas that we are, we are not experts in. And it's normal for us to think that somebody else is an expert in things that they are not actually not experts in. Uh, their expertise is limited. Our expertise is limited. What about the church? I think because of the privilege and power that the church has enjoyed in this country over uh, hundreds of years, churches and Christians have believed that they maybe should be experts in lots of different areas that they actually are not experts in. The job of the church, it turns out, is not to have opinions on everything. Churches and Christians love to think that their faith in Christ, that their belief in Jesus as the Messiah, as the Savior of the world, somehow entitles them to have opinions on just about everything. I think today's passage shows us that the so-called opinions or even informed opinions might fall into the category of something Paul calls hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world. And Paul later on calls these fine-sounding arguments. But what are they even arguing for? Let me ask another question. What is the church's SME or subject matter expertise? Today's passage teaches us that Christ is the church's single subject matter expertise. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 2 uh, says, Paul says, For I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. He says earlier on in the same book, in chapter 1, verse 23, But we preach Christ crucified. And Paul, so focused on Christ in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, he says, I am crucified with Christ. The easy thing to do is to preach and teach everything else. The easy thing to do is to have an opinion about everything else. But the one job that the church has been tasked with is to Focus on Jesus. This is the job of the church to preach nothing except Christ crucified, to determine to know nothing about other people except their relationship to the idea that Jesus is the Christ. And as the Christ, he was crucified. This is it. Now, part of the work of being a Christian is to determine for yourselves through your lived experience and relationships and study what the essentials are. Paul makes it absolutely clear in today's passage that actually Jesus is the only thing that matters. And it's through Jesus that everything else comes. And so we don't have to focus on everything else. We only have to focus on Christ. Let Christ be the lens, brings everything else into focus. But the job of your eyeballs, if you are a Christian, is to focus on Jesus himself. I found one way that's really helpful for me to think about what Paul is saying here in Colossians chapter 2. 
I think one way to put it is that Jesus is the cause and everything else is the effect. Let me explain what I mean. Paul says right off the bat that if Jesus is the cause, then the effect is that we become united in love. Paul says again that if Jesus is the cause, then we have an understanding of what he calls the mystery of God. If Jesus is the cause, then all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are ours. Now, focusing on Christ is actually the harder thing to do. The easier thing to do is to focus on everything else. As you know, if you've ever tried to focus on anything, the easier thing to do is to be distracted. And so to focus on something is actually not a simple, easy thing to do. So Paul brings that uh, to our attention. He says, if you want to focus on Christ, it's going to take firmness. It's going to take discipline. It's going to take us living it out. It's going to require that we be strengthened. We're going to need teaching. We're going to have to be rooted in it. And we're going to have to be built up in order for us to do it. Let me give us two uh, action items. The first is for us to focus on our subject matter expertise. What, if you are a Christian, is your subject matter expertise? That is to ask, what is your one job that helps you to do all the other jobs? What is the one problem that you can solve for that helps you, uh, that keeps you from having to solve all these other problems because they don't ever even come up? What is the one thing that you can do in our society right now that allows you to love people and connect to people and actually be helpful to people? What is your subject matter expertise? I think, according to this passage, if you are a follower of Christ, your job is to focus on the thing you're supposed to be following. It's to focus on Christ. Meditate on Christ. Look at everything through the lens of Christ. Weigh everything through the lens of Christ. It's all about Jesus, which means not that nothing else matters, but that all things that matter are understood through Christ. Your job is not to concern yourself with all these empty philosophies and all these fine-sounding arguments, because if you want to go down that road, there is no end to that road. There are no end to the branches off that road. That's not what God is asking of us. You don't have to have an opinion. You can, but it doesn't have to be your focus. And in fact, to be a Christian, it shouldn't be your focus. It should be Christ. And in order to focus on your subject matter expertise, the second application point is for you to forsake your opinions. I'm an opinionated person. Anybody that knows me will tell you that. I have all manner of thoughts and ideas and concepts and philosophies and strategies about everything. It doesn't matter if I'm interested in, it doesn't matter if I am talented in the, in the area, I will have an opinion about it. I have feelings, I have thoughts. But for the sake of being united in love, as Paul says in this passage, I'm willing to lay down my opinions. I have opinions about politics. I have opinions about all the things that are out there that you could ever read about today. It's true. And I bet you do too. But are you willing to lay them down as non-essential for the sake of following Christ 
and being engaged in his work. So if you are able to focus on your subject matter expertise, and if you're able to forsake your opinions, I think it allows us to do a couple of things. It allows us to be engaged in the work of the redemption of the church. I don't know if you know this, but the church has lost a few points lately. I don't know if you know this, but the church has lost some trust in our culture. I don't know if you know this, but pastors have lost a lot of respect in the eyes of society. But I think if you are willing to do this good work of focusing on Christ and forsaking your opinions, you can be part of the redemption narrative of the church. A second thing that you can be a part of is the healing of our society. What our society needs right now are not more opinions. What we need are people who are willing to focus on Jesus and engage in the love of Jesus. This means understanding what your essentials are and what your non-essentials are. And that, rather than dividing the country, rather than the country feeling beat up, it can begin to feel healed. It can begin to feel a sense of hope. A third thing that doing this work allows us to do is it allows us to connect to culture. Think about this for a second. If you focus on Christ, you will naturally be able to connect to culture because you are laying down your opinions. But if you focus on your opinions, you will naturally come to feel divided against the culture and even come to hate the culture because you don't have a tolerance for differentness. Do you know that not everyone is the same as you by virtue of the fact that they are not you? Do you know that I've never met a married couple that agree on most things? Do you know that I've never met siblings who agree on most things? Do you know that it's not a reality? It's not a plausibility? Do you know that we're meant to be different? Why would Jesus' last prayer on earth be that the church be united, except for the fact that the temptation is so great to be divided? If you are willing to lay down your opinions, you will connect to culture. And if you focus on your opinions, you will naturally come to hate the culture. I think I, I should acknowledge that I think it's really hard for us to forsake our opinions because there's so much pressure in our connected culture to have opinions. It's almost like you only exist if you have opinions. I think the pressure in our culture is to either agree with something or to be against something. But there's a third option, and it's to simply be in acceptance of it. It's just what it is. And our job is not to agree with it or to fight it. It's, it's really actually to just figure out how to connect to it, how to love the person behind it, and to really play the long game. I'm not saying you shouldn't have positions, but what if, what if the only way our positions are validated is through our posture? As an end to this talk, I want to read you the final three verses of the passage, and I hope you receive it as a kind of call and a kind of blessing. Paul says this, See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world, rather than on Christ. For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. 
Church, be at peace, live at peace, and be peace. I wish you well. Thanks. Thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions or comments about today's message or would like to contact Garden City Church, reach out at info at gardencitynw.com or click contact in our show notes. Garden City services are made possible by your generosity. Your generosity is love in action. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time.